Have you ever thought about the connection that the Bible is God's word and Jesus Christ in John chapter one, it tells us he is the word made flesh and your connection with your family is built in large part on the words you do and do not say to each other, the communication that fills your relationships and your home. My friend, words are so powerful. God's word is powerful. The words you speak with your husband and your kids are powerful. And so today we're going to look at some words from the Bible that help us to improve and deepen and strengthen our communication at home with our families so that we can build that connection and enjoy family life more and more every day. You are listening to episode 173 of the Love Your People Well podcast, where we are all about enjoying family life more and more. Um, And we do that through opening the Bible together and getting encouragement from God's word and through practical tips and strategies for what this really looks like day in and day out when you're stressed and you're busy and relationships are hard. And so we need the encouragement and we need the practical help. And I love these conversations um, because I am a marriage and family therapist and there really is nothing more powerful than seeing people who are struggling start to connect more, understand each other more, find new ways of relating to each other. It is so encouraging and so powerful. And, um, and that's part of why I am just so passionate about helping families actually enjoy their relationships. We all know we want that to be our life, but there are so many things that get in the way And that's actually why right now we are in the middle of a little series um, looking at four of the biggest roadblocks, things that get in the way of actually enjoying our relationships. Last week, we took a look at, at the biggest roadblock being distraction, that we get distracted by things that might even be good, but they're not as good, as important. They're not actually focused on what the Lord has for us. And we talked about how to fight that distraction with a deeper faith. This week, we're looking at the roadblock of feeling disconnected when you're just not communicating very well. And we gave some practical tips in Tuesday's episode. And today, we're going to dive into the Bible and take a look at 10 passages Um, Really, most of them are just one verse or a few verses um, that can really convict us, challenge us, encourage us, help us when it comes to how we communicate with our family. And if you want to enjoy family life, you have to be communicating in a way that God tells us is good and wise and helpful And so that's what we're looking at today. 
And I will remind you that, um, well, I'll remind you of my disclaimer that yes, I'm a therapist, but I'm not your therapist. And this podcast is not therapy or or professional in that way. Um, And I'll also remind you, we have a ton of resources at loveyourpeoplewell.com. We have an entire page devoted to resources for your faith, lots of other conversations about Bible verses, um, and we have a whole page of devotionals, you know, for different common topics in family life, and a whole page around communication and strategies and resources and freebies and blog posts, all sorts of good stuff over there at loveyourpeoplewell.com. And I'll just point you to two freebies in particular. I'll put a link in the description for this podcast episode. Um, But as we're having this particular conversation, you might want to grab a freebie um, of my conflict resolution checklist, a one pager, very straightforward to just print it off. And then when you notice, you know, the heat is building, You can kind of hit the pause button, follow the steps on the checklist and help everyone calm down and reconnect. Um, And then I would also encourage you, if you don't currently have a habit of spending time reading God's word and praying, maybe you don't feel very comfortable or confident in that, grab my freebie, um, a 45-day Bible and prayer challenge, because that'll get you in the word. It'll build that confidence. Um, those are two really great places to start. But let's uh, let's kind of turn the page, as it were, and uh, take a look at some of these Bible verses. Now, I will say they are not in any particular order, um, except for the last one, because uh, that's really just the summary point, I think. Um, and so we will kind of build toward that gold. I mean, all of God's word is, is gold. It's sweeter than honey and it's wonderful. Um, but they're not in any particular order, just the order that they popped in my head. And I've probably mentioned all of them in other conversations, but let's pull them together here. So you have some resources to dive into God's word and build your communication skills and your connection with your family. So we're going to start in Actually, this one is an entire chapter, and I'm not going to read the entire chapter to you, but if you are working on communication with your family, please, please, please spend some time reading through James chapter three, because this entire chapter is all about how powerful our tongue is, how powerful our words are. And when I was trying to read through it and think like, well, what's the one or two, you know, verses I would pull out? You really can't do that. It's all so helpful when we think about communication. Um, But like I said, I'm not going to read the whole chapter here, but I will read verse six. So this is James chapter three, verse six. And that says, the tongue also is a fire a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole body, sets the whole course of one's life on fire, and is itself set on fire by hell. That is a powerful verse, probably not the most encouraging verse. But if you want to think about how can I either love my people well or really make our home life miserable, your tongue has the power to move you in direction A or direction B. 
And if you are not taming it, that's the language James uses, you're not taming your tongue, you're not learning how to communicate well, as it says here in verse 6, it will set the whole course of your life on fire. That is scary for a reason, my friend. It's scary because it matters so much. And I hope you know, if you've listened to some of the other episodes or um, especially about communication, then you probably already know this, but I am absolutely not having this conversation right now as a person who like has it all together. My tongue, my words, my um, patience (laughs) can uh, definitely be a weak spot in my relationships. Like I know how powerful the tongue is in part because I know how painful it can be, the pain that it can bring to a conversation. And I really like also here in verses 9 and 10, it talks about how with our tongue, um, we're praising God and cursing humans. And out of the same mouth comes praise and cursing. And just how how true that is, that we, we love our family, we compliment them and we say wonderful things, and then we lose our patience and we say things that we definitely should not be saying. And uh, this chapter concludes with a section about wisdom and how, you know, if we really have wisdom, we're going to show it by how we live, by the good life that we live. And it says in verse 17, but the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all, pure, and then peace loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. Peacemakers who sow in peace reap a harvest of righteousness. And yes, we can be discouraged sometimes as we think about how powerful our tongue is and our communication is. But my friends, the Lord delights to give us wisdom to help us in those moments when we are struggling. So I would really encourage you to spend some time in James chapter three. That is a wonderful uh, chapter, the entire chapter, when we think about communication. Um, But the second Bible verse I want to highlight is Ephesians chapter four, verse 29. And what this one says is, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. And this is pretty straightforward when it comes to communication. Don't focus on the unwholesome talk. Don't even let it come out of your mouth and do focus on words and things that are helpful for building others up according to their needs. Now, is this a Bible verse that probably like shocks you? No, of course, we all know that we should avoid the unwholesome talk and we should focus on the things that are helpful and that build other people up. But the more that you're paying attention to your husband and your kids, the more you're going to know what do they need. And then you can focus your effort and your energy in communicating about those things, asking questions about their life or offering encouragement somewhere in a place of life where you know they're struggling. 
And the more you're focused on how can I help them and love them and build them up, the less likely it is that that unwholesome talk will be coming out of your mouth. So that is Ephesians chapter four, verse 29. Let me interrupt our conversation just for a moment to invite you to join me over in the Faith Fiverr Club. This is our private community where every month we go deep into a different topic of family life. With a private podcast, a personal workbook, month by month, encouragement and resources, join us at patreon.com forward slash love your people well. All right, let's get back to our conversation. The next Bible verse I want us to look at is chapter, or is in, sorry, is in the book of Proverbs, chapter 15, verse 1. And this verse says, a gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. And again, we see that power of our communication impacting our relationships. You get to decide and control. Are you going to give a gentle answer or a harsh word? And you're probably not thinking in the moment, I, let me decide, do I want my husband in this moment to show wrath and stir up his anger? Or do I want to avoid that? And like, let's resolve this conflict. That's not what we're thinking. <laughs> of course, we all want to end the anger and you know end the conflict. But we're not necessarily thinking about how what I say next has the power to either turn away that anger or stir it up. It's true with your husband. It's true with your teenagers. It's true with your toddlers. It's true with your in-laws. It's true with your friends. In every interaction, what you put forward, what I put forward, impacts what we get back. And it's really easy to focus on what we get back and what we like about it or don't like about it. But the thing we can actually change and control is how we respond or communicate in the moment. Am I giving a gentle answer or am I giving a harsh word? So that's Proverbs chapter 15, verse one. And then uh, for number four here, we're going to turn to my all-time favorite chapter of the whole Bible, at least right now in this season of life. And that is Colossians chapter three. And I'm particularly looking at verses eight through 17. So again, this is a longer passage. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but it is so helpful. Every verse is just packed with wisdom for communication and its impact on our relationships. It walks through the things that we need to get rid of in our life, things like anger and filthy language and lying. And then it talks about how we need to now clothe ourselves because we are chosen by God, because he has made us holy and he loves us, we now clothe ourselves. We intentionally put on compassion and kindness, gentleness, patience. We forgive, we love. This is how we live if we want to enjoy family life. And it goes on then, if you actually do read all the way through verse 17 with some encouragement about what our home life can look like to help us be gentle and kind and patient and humble. And so I really love these verses. They're so practical about 
you know, don't do this. And instead, focus on this. And of course, it's never that cut and dry. It's never that easy in real life, in a real conversation. But the more that we are studying and meditating on and thinking about God's word and his wisdom for our communication and our relationships, the more that's going to come out in our day-to-day conversations. And that will build our connection. It will build that intimacy and we will enjoy those relationships more and more and more. So that is Colossians chapter 3, 8 through 17. Um, And then I want to take a look at the Psalms, at a verse that is one of my favorite verses to pray in all of scripture. And it is Psalm 141, verse 3. And what it says is, set a guard over my mouth, Lord, keep watch over the door of my lips. I don't need to say much about this verse. (laughs) It is a beautiful verse to pray, especially when you are struggling with communication, or you're working on taming your tongue, or you need to confess something or whatever you are at or wherever you're at in that journey, this is a wonderful prayer. Every moment in every fight in every conflict. How would things look different if we took a moment to pray, please God set a guard over my mouth and keep watch over the door of my lips. That is Psalm 141 verse And then we continue on to Proverbs chapter 13, verse 3, a similar idea of guarding our lips. And what it says here is that those who guard their lips preserve their lives, but those who speak rashly will come to ruin. Again, we see this theme of guarding our lips and the connection then to preserving life. If we want to enjoy life, we want to have life, is what this verse is saying. We have to be intentional about how we speak, when we speak. Are we guarding our lips or are we speaking rashly? So that's Proverbs 13, verse 3. And then um, we're going to jump ahead then back into the New Testament and take a look at the Gospel of Matthew. There are two different verses here in the Gospel of Matthew that I want to highlight right now. The first being in Matthew chapter 12, verse 36, uh, where Jesus is speaking and he says, I tell you that everyone will have to give account on the day of judgment for every empty word they have spoken. And that is... I don't know about you, my friend, but that is convicting for me. (laughs) Um, I I don't know that it would be as convicting if it said, you know, we'll have to give an account for every cruel word that we've spoken or every harsh word that we've spoken. Those kind of seem like, well, well, duh, like, of course, we're going to be, you know, it's not good to speak with cruelty or to, um, you know, to use, to lie to people or things like that. But when our empty words, or the New Living Translation says every idle word that we speak, I mean, how often do we talk just for the sake of talking? And we're not even necessarily really being intentional about what we're talking about or what we're communicating. And the big problem there is people are listening and it's having an impact. And so 
I find this verse so helpful in just reminding me that every time I'm communicating, I am saying something like I'm not, I'm literally saying something, but I'm also on a deeper level communicating something about what matters and what's important. And if those words are just empty idleness, I will have to stand before the judgment throne of God. I mean, thanks be to God, I will be covered with the mercy and the righteousness of Christ. But I don't want to have to stand up and give account for emptiness and idleness in my communication. So that was in Matthew chapter 12. But if we jump ahead just a bit to Matthew chapter 15, verse 18, we see another really helpful verse. And this one says, But the things that come out of a person's mouth come from the heart, and these defile them. Now, I will just pause here and acknowledge I am definitely not a fan of like the verse of the day type of Bible reading. (laughs) Reading one verse out of context is dangerous and often foolish. And so each of these verses that I'm highlighting today, I would definitely encourage you to read, you know, read the whole chapter, read the whole gospel of Matthew, like put this verse in context. Um, But I know that I have read them in context. And so I just, for the sake of time, you know, I'm going to just focus on specific verses for a lot of these. Um, But I do just want to acknowledge that because I think that's important. And I know it can frustrate other people to just hear like a verse here and a verse there. Um, But just know all of these verses are coming in context of larger sermons or conversations or or additional proverbs or, you know, things like that that are going on. And so here in Matthew 15, verse 18, I am really focusing on this verse this year because I have a lot of strategies for controlling my tongue, managing anger. I mean, I'm a counselor. I help people with that all the time. We talk about that a lot here on the podcast. We have a whole devotion, several devotionals really about communication or anger and, and these different topics. But ultimately, all of that comes from our heart. And the context here in, in chapter 15 is that Jesus has given a parable, quoting actually back from, I think it's from Isaiah. Um, he's given this parable and he's telling people that, uh, you know, the traditions that we have honoring God with our lips, if our heart is far away from him, is completely meaningless. That has no meaning or value to God to say the right things if our heart is not there. And and Jesus is telling his disciples that it's not about all of these rules. You know, what do we eat or not eat and how do we do it and following the traditions It's about what's coming out of our heart. And he says in the verse right after this, verse 19, that out of our heart is where evil thoughts and therefore evil actions are coming. And the same is true in reverse. When we are pouring out praises to God and we are sharing our thanksgivings with each other and we're encouraging one another, that is also coming from our heart. And so this verse here um, Matthew 15, 18, the things that come out of a person's mouth come from the heart. That can be defilement or that can be beauty. 
And that's why we need to pray like David does in the Psalms, that the Lord will give us a clean heart and he will fill us with his spirit so that out of that heart can come words and communication that build up connection in our family relationships. Um, But we have two verses left. And I know I always chat more than I think I will. Um, But you know, can you ever have a little too much Bible? I don't think so. All right. So James chapter one, verse 26. That is next on my list. I will read it because it's just one verse. And what it says here is those who consider themselves religious and yet do not keep a tight rein on their tongues deceive themselves and their religion is worthless. I mean, again, he's going to talk about it more. This is again, the book of James, all of chapter three is about taming your tongue. But even right here in chapter one, we see this reminder that if we think we're following Christ, we think we are religious, but we're not trying to be intentional with our communication and keep a tight rein on our tongue, then we're deceiving ourselves. Our communication matters to God. And that should be humbling for all of us. And then let's close out um, with a few verses from the first letter of John, 1 John chapter 3, verses 16 to 18. Not because these are super explicit about our communication, but because they are absolutely clear about what love really is and that connection between what we say, what we communicate, and what we do. So here in 1 John 3, 16 through 18, it says, this is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. If anyone has material possessions and sees a brother or sister in need but has no pity on them, how can the love of God be in that person? Dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and in truth. And I wanted to close on those verses um, because, yes, as we just saw in many other scriptures, our communication matters. It matters as far as what it says about our heart and our relationship with the Lord. It matters in the impact that it has on other people. But if our communication is perfect and we're not acting in ways that are truthful and loving and we're not helping each other, we're not laying down our lives for each other, then our communication is worthless. You can see that also in 1 Corinthians 13, a very famous chapter about love that, you know, no matter what we're saying, it's an, I'm an empty gong is the language there. It's completely meaningless if I'm not loving these people with my actions and the things that I do. So yes, my friend, work on that communication, but ultimately build connection and enjoy those relationships by how you treat each other. And that's a part of that is our words and our body language and our tone of voice and all of that, but also the things we do for one another, with one another, and to one another. So I'll remind you 
to grab a ton of resources at loveyourpeoplewell.com forward slash communication. And I will also remind you um, of your invitation to join us over in the Patreon community in our Faith Fiverr Club. Um, Every month we are focusing on a different topic. We are about to jump into February and look at biblical marriage habits. Um, And then even on top of that, every week we start the week, Sunday evening, maybe Sunday morning, depending on the week, but with a quick five-minute encouragement from the Bible, from God's Word. Um, So lots of extra perks and depth there in the Faith Fiverr Club. And I would love for you to join us. It is super cheap and affordable and just kind of helps control some of the costs of having a podcast and all of this kind of thing um, with a ton of resources for you to go along with it. So join us in the Faith Fiverr Club. You can grab that over at patreon.com forward slash love your people well, and then grab your communication resources and freebies over at the website, loveyourpeoplewell.com. And if you're driving and you're like, I can't go to any of those websites, that's fine. Come back later. All the links are right there in the show notes. And uh, we'll be back next week with more biblical encouragement and practical tips to help you love your people well. So until then, hugs and blessings to you, my friend. I'll talk to you soon. I'm so glad you joined me today for this episode of the Love Your People Well podcast. If you found it helpful or encouraging, please leave a written review to encourage me, but also to help the show grow. You can even copy the link to this episode and text it to a friend. Don't forget to grab all your resources at loveyourpeoplewell.com and join us inside the Faith Fiverr Club for extra perks every week.